Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following podcast is an Embassy Row production. going home with you and got very excited about Christmas. I get to go meet the people that made my favorite person. I'll always take December away over summer. Abby, you and Harper have a perfect relationship. She is my person and I really want everyone to know that. I want to marry her. What are you doing on your phone? I left a gentleman alone in my apartment, so I'm tracking him to make sure he leaves. You're tracking him? Yeah, I track everybody. If the NSA can do it, so can I. I'm so excited. I can't believe I'm finally going to meet everyone. There's something that we should talk about. Hi. Hi. I didn't tell my parents I'm gay. So who do they think I am? This is Harper's orphan friend, Abby. Yes, of course. They're there. You're so brave. You don't need to be. I cannot believe I've got all my daughters under one roof. So her parents believe their straight daughter brought home her lesbian friend for Christmas? Not exactly. They also think that I'm straight. Have they ever met a lesbian? This is why I avoid Christmas. It brings out the worst in everything. I've always skated circles around you. <laughs> I love it when they do this. You're such a cheater! Makes it so fun. No, please! Just be yourself. But don't lie. You're a very bad liar. Really? Harper. This is Abby. Abby is my orphan roommate. We, I am an orphan, but we live together as friends. Um, like acquaintances. Oh, please don't. Yeah. Out on the I can relate to being in love with somebody that is too afraid to show the world who they are. Ah! What are you doing in the closet? I'm here to rescue you. Are you the ex-boyfriend? Yes, I am very sexually attracted to her. Mm. A female. I nailed that and she is fabulous. Do you know how painful it's been to watch the person that I love hide me? I am not hiding you. I am hiding me. Everybody's story is different. Just because Harper isn't ready doesn't mean she doesn't love you. Abby, honey, are you okay? Huh? Morning. I'm sorry about all this mess. Morning, kids. Morning. Honey, I'm headed to the office. Have a good day. You know I will. Hello, everyone, and welcome to A Very Merry Iconic Podcast. I'm Danny Pellegrino. I'm Jenna Brister. Hey, Jenna. Hey, Danny. Good to hear you. What's going on? How are you? Oh, man. I'm fantastic. Loving the holidays. Just put in a big order for uh, scented candles. You know, Douglas fir, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. How are you? Good. You know, I actually just found a bunch of scented candles. I mean, I have a ton anyway, but we took out our Christmas decorations and everything is like shoved into one closet. We we only have like one storage closet here in our apartment. And so everything's shoved in there. And so I emptied it all out and we got the Christmas tree up, all of that stuff. So I'm like laying sort of in a weird spot right now. We're on Zoom. You could see me, but I feel like I'm (laughs) lounging in a very weird way because I was my back's a little sore just from like hauling out Christmas decor, but you know, I loved it. I love putting out the Christmas decorations. It's like, makes me so happy. Oh yeah. Your place, your place always looks so festive. I think our photo shoot from, for the show last season, we did just with all the pop-up stuff you had lying around. Yeah, I know we have too much stuff. I love it. 
We, I did I this it. year, I scaled back a little bit. So we pretty much just did the tree. Like normally I have little decorations like around the apartment, but you know, I, we had to cool it this year because there's just too much shit everywhere. And we're, you know, normally we're in and out of the house, so it's not as much of a big deal. But mm-hmm. 2020, I feel like we're sitting around the house so much. I'm like, I can't look at too much clutter. Full on vacation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm so sick of it. We're not going to talk about that. Um, I also want to mention, we're going to talk about this movie, The Happiest Season, which is really, really great. But before we even get into that, I do want to mention that I watched this movie on Netflix. Did I, I don't know if I was texting you about it or, or telling you about it, but it's called Jingle Jangle. And I didn't really Forrest know any. Yeah, I like didn't know yeah. anything about it. And it sort of looked insane to me. Like I just was <laughs> searching through Netflix and I was like, what the fuck is this? It's crazy. <laughs> And I put it on and within two minutes, I was like, oh, this is the most charming movie ever. And it's like very family friendly. It's for kids, but I think anyone can get anything out of it. It's a musical. There's great music. They obviously put like a shit ton of money into it because the sets are beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, It's almost all people of color in the main cast. And it's just a great like fantasy musical Christmas movie. And I was so impressed by it. And you know we're oh, not going to cool. cover it on this podcast because we already have our we already have our schedule down pat. Um, but <laughs> I wanted to recommend people watch it. It's called Jingle Jangle oh. on Netflix. That's so fun! I saw that on there. I'm going to watch that. And then also, isn't uh, Christmas Chronicles two coming out? Are we covering Han. that? I forget. I don't know. We we only have. Um, I mean, according to our schedule, I think we have like one extra week uh, to do. I don't cool. know. We're going to have to figure it out. I think we have one, like everyone's that, seen. one that's in flux. Yeah. Everyone gets to see behind the curtain. This is how the show is made, you guys. <laughs> I know. Well, we'll tell people we tried to pick movies that are, you know, people like, and we wanted to do some new ones as well as some classics. Because mm-hmm. last season, I think we realized people really wanted like the classic stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes. Exactly. But, but then so some of them, some of them, like a lot of people were asking for the family stone and I... I think we might have mentioned this on the show, but it's like just too good. Like it's not even fun yeah. to recap. Yeah, there's no roast of ava- option available for that. Not like Polar Express. You right. know? It our, is really that is... <laughs> our Polar Express episode is really just us <laughs> complaining about the film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not gonna rewatch that. I'll watch Jingle Jangle though. That that sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm j- I'm done for any time they throw money at sets in general. Totally. Totally. And Netflix, I don't know what's going on at Netflix. I read this story about Netflix, like not, um, not really making money, but then I don't understand how they give all these movies so much money. It's like, how did they give such a large budget to this Christmas film? And yet I'm reading that they're losing money. I don't know. None of it makes sense, but I'm no mathematician. What do I know? I'm not a financial advisor. Me neither. I've never done a budget for a you know, a big Christmas movie, but I wish I could. Wait, so, you know, we're going to talk happiest season now. Um, yes. And I, we're going to get into the movie, but you said you auditioned for it. Yes. I got a script for this last holiday season and it, the script is fantastic. So it's cool to see that the movie became amazing. Um, I got, I auditioned for the role that Aubrey Plaza ended up playing, which was uh, the girl, you know, the girl's ex. Um, but I'm glad they went with Aubrey Plaza, but I think I also get that trickle down of like brunette improv girl, you know, and oh, like yeah, yeah. Aubrey Plaza is the queen of that. So when I saw her pop up on screen, I was like, oh yeah, good. Yeah. You got, you got the the one, you know? Yeah. I liked Aubrey but, Plaza in it. I would have preferred mm-hmm. you though. I preferred Thank you. you. you know? Yes. And the script itself made me like tear up. It was very emotional. I really love the themes. And you said, oh, yeah. so Clea Duvall. This is her movie. Right, so Clea Duvall, she was Mm -hmm. an actress from, like, back in the day who many people probably remember from, like, The Faculty and a lot of those teen Mm -hmm. movies of, like, the late 90s. And she always would play sort of that Aubrey Plaza role. It's interesting you said that because Mm -hmm. I feel like she was always playing, like, the goth girl who was a side character or something. And Mm -hmm. uh, this is her, I believe it's her second time directing a feature film. And she um, wrote this with somebody else. I forget the gal's name she wrote it with. Um, but it was amazing to see. I cried at the end, which we'll get to, but like, I also was so moved because we've been talking on this show about how there needs to be LGBTQ holiday movies. 
And last year in 2019, it was like we got one or two where it was like implied that a friend of a main character was gay or something like that. Mm -hmm. And this year we're getting so much diversity and representation on screen. It's amazing. Like I, I can't even... It's like blows my mind how in just one year, I mentioned Jingle Jangle. It's like mm-hmm. to have a fantasy Christmas film starring all uh, men and women who are black. It's like, that's amazing. And to have this movie, mm-hmm. which is about these lesbian characters. And by the way, not only is it these lesbian leads dr- written and directed by a lesbian, but also there's like a gay side character too. So it's not just two gay characters in this movie. It's like, we also have Daniel Levy's character who's, mm-hmm. he's the gay friend. And it was like, God, how amazing that we're getting this. I, I wish, I, I mean, small little complaint and people are gonna roll their eyes at me, but I wish maybe there was a little bit more diversity in terms of the color on screen, but um, mm-hmm. you know. Definitely. You know, I know it's hard every time there's like a family that's not like a mixed modern family. Yeah. You know, because I, yeah, I, I'm with you. Oh, it was also, so it was co written by Mary Holland. She's the one who plays like the silly sister Jane. She oh my is God. Such she's a funny actress. So she's yeah. the co writer. She was the funniest mm-hmm. part of the whole movie, Jane. She's hysterical. She I nailed that role. She's so funny, isn't she? Like, yeah. oh, yeah, she's great. Wait, where is she um, from? Where would I know her from? You, she does like UCB. Um, oh. She's in. You know, between two ferns, the movie. I'm obviously doing my research. This is yeah. my. IMDb. You're, on, you're on IMDb. Um, yes, I've seen her a bunch though at at UCB, and she's in like a performance. Group, she's but good. She's, she's good. Great. Yeah, I she was really very is. impressed by her. Uh, yeah. So the movie opens with these two women, Kristen Stewart and the other lead. Forgive me. What's the other lead's name? You're on the IMDb right now. Oh yeah, it's um. I had she, it up on my she phone. Played, like, we should do new... better research here. <laughs> she's in the new I just watched the new Mackenzie Davis she, she's yes. Harper yes in the movie Harper Harper yeah. and Abby are you do, where do you stand on Kristen Stewart Jenna oh you know what I I never saw Twilight um, so I actually am not familiar with much of her work but I really like her aesthetic I think she's very very striking and I like that she's just kind of low key does whatever she wants I yeah. thought she was fantastic in this what, I, what about you? I never had much feeling on her either way. Like I wasn't a huge Twilight fan. I think I maybe like had seen one of the f- movies on TV or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. I remember buying mm-hmm. the Twilight book when I lived in Chicago and I was like, I would read it on my lunch breaks and I got like <laughs> halfway through it. And I was like, this is not for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I, so I never really had much of a feeling towards her until this movie. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh my God, she's the hottest woman ever. Like I thought she was so yes. hot in this movie. Um, or gorgeous in this movie, I should say. And I liked her hair. I liked her style. She was pulling off looks that I think only her and Diane Keaton could possibly pull off. I mean, yes. it was it was crazy. The blazer, the 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 hair dye, and it's like an extreme side part. And her makeup, I was like, whoever did makeup on this, I could look it up now, just crushed it. She was beautiful, right? You know, and and I know what you mean. Like, it was nice to see. A hol- like coming home for the holidays because this whole principle of you know guess who's coming to dinner is something that we've seen throughout decades. But I loved that it was like still just about that, you know, or just about a-, a family accepting no matter what because I think that's a very relatable thing when it comes to you know race, you know, gender identity, you know, who knows right. socioeconomic status. People are like so weird, um, but also Mary Steenburgen. Oh, who plays Tipper, which is such a good mom name, Tipper. (laughs) She's she's the quintessential movie mom. I mean, stepmom, elf. Like, she's so good. I love Mary Sue. Our favorite movie. Book Club, yeah. yeah. I just rewatched Back to the Future 3. She plays Doc's gal. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love Mary Steenburgen. You know, the whole yeah. cast, it was a, it was a really great cast. Uh, Daniel Levy, who I mentioned earlier, he played sort of like the Rupert Everett in My Best Friend's Wedding role, where he was just like on the yes. phone the whole time, and then he shows up at the end, and it was like exactly that mold. But I, I don't know if you felt this way. I was like, I wanted more of him. You know what? You mentioned something, though. Sorry to interrupt you. I'm just... No, no. I'm interrupting you. You're good. Um, or, you know. mentioned the kind of... Uh, that you're happy they just stuck to that, like going home for the holidays. And I was thinking what a challenge this was. There was a point in the movie where I was like, oh, this is kind of really bad. There was like a early on and then it won me over, whatever. But I thought it must be so challenging because this movie was made on a larger budget. It was made for theaters. It eventually went to Hulu Mm -hmm. just because of the coronavirus. But originally Mm -hmm. it was supposed to be released, like a big budget release. And 
I don't know what the reviews are. The reviews haven't, as of our recording of this podcast, like reviews haven't been out. And I was thinking it's such a weird balance to strike because it does fit the mold of that traditional holiday movie that we see on TV this time of year. And we've seen a million times before. And it was revolutionary in the fact that we're seeing these two, les- it's two lesbian characters rather than two straight couples or a straight couple. And I was just thinking that balance must have been really hard to like not put in some huge, um, crazy plot twist. Do you know what I'm saying? Because it was going to theaters and it was a bigger budget. It's like they really did stick to what a traditional Christmas movie that we've seen a million times is, but just Mm -hmm. making it for an LGBTQ audience. Um, Mm -hmm. And that must, I wondered if like a studio was like, oh, you need to have a bigger twist here. You need to do this or that to make it feel bigger. But ultimately, Mm -hmm. like you said, I like that they stuck to the mold and just Mm -hmm. let, let us enjoy the fun within that mold, if that makes any sense. That makes total sense. I know I, I really liked that about it because there was so much nuance in this movie too, which I think speaks to, you know, their writing, but also her directing where you can see it on Kristen's face, like that awkward feeling when the whole family's taking a group photo, you know, and you're like kind of this outsider in someone's With the fucking iPad. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. That was such a funny thing. Yeah. Just holding it up. And (laughs) yeah, I was like, that is such a great detail, but I like, I like that feeling because there really is nothing more intimate than a family's home on Christmas morning. Right. I think it's such an intimate thing. Um, and I don't know. I, I like, you know, it. Kristen, they played it very real. Kristen got to be a different kind of character too. Cause I feel like normally she is that like uh, negative kind of person and they made her really likable in a way that I, I hadn't seen her be in a while or in other movies. And I love that side of her. I was happy that we got to see a different sort of Kristen Stewart than a lot of things. Then- Totally. Like she didn't play the ingenue. She played this, like, I know what I want. I'm going to propose, you know, and then all of a sudden you're, you know, blindsided by when you're, you can't recognize your partner. And again, I just love I that. I so mad at real... the girl though. Were you, weren't you getting so fucking mad at her? What's her name? Yes. I was so fucking pissed at her. I was yes. like, you just tell your family Harper. Harper. It's like Harper was being such an asshole. There was times where I lost Harper. You know, I really, yes. that moment I mentioned where I started to, the movie started to lose me was when they were doing the ice skating sing, scene. <laughs> oh, that was yeah. a movie where I just didn't feel like the humor was, I didn't feel like it was funny enough. Like, I don't know what was going on in that scene when Aubrey, or when Allison Brie, her character, the, yes. the uptight we'll sister, and they were racing in the ice skating ring. I was like, what is happening here? Like, it wasn't funny enough to me and it wasn't dramatic enough. I know they were trying to show that like these sisters have this rivalry, but it just didn't, it fell flat to me. That was like the one point and it was sort of early-ish yeah. on. I was like, eh. I kept watching it waiting for something because it was kind of trying to be slapsticky. But it is one of those just cliche, like, oh, what if they race and run into someone? I'm like, ah, we saw that forever ago. Um, The guy, yeah, I think the part I really liked, I really liked the side relationship between Riley, you know, Harper's ex from back in the day, and then Kristen Stewart. You know, they had that one scene at the drag bar, you know, when they go out and can connect with each other. But I really liked that also. Did you think they were going to hook up that? I thought they were going to hook up. I totally at the did. Drag bar. In the, I felt like they did because I feel, I need to go back and look at the script. Um, oh, in the I script they, they might have hooked up. I think yeah. so because I remember in it, I was like, oh my gosh, I get to make out with Kristen Stewart. Like, I think I was oh like, I God. really want this role because I would get to make out with her. So maybe they took that out because it didn't, I, you know, final It felt like, I, I bet you, I bet you they did probably take it out. It feels like something they would have mm-hmm. taken out because they probably wanted to go there. And then they were like, that's just too far for the character. But it did feel like they were yeah. headed that way. I'm curious. Now. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'll go, I'll dig it up and send it to you lately. Why not? Oh my God. I'm interested. <laughs> you know, one of the things that I loved, I feel like this whole recap is just like, here's what I loved. And our Polar Express yeah. one is like, fuck Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> here's what I hate. Fuck <laughs> CGI. Yes. Um, one of the things that I loved about this movie is I'm from Ohio and you're not from California here. And I feel like you can see on movies when they're filmed in LA or in a warm climate for the winter time. And it was like very clear to me that this was filmed in the winter time. They filmed it, I believe in Pittsburgh. 
And you could see that on screen. And that was like very important to me. I thought, okay, thank God I could see their breath. The first scene, that opening scene where they were on the rooftop, that was really heartwarming, first of all. But it looked like genuinely a Pittsburgh town. It mm-hmm. didn't feel was like... dressed like that. Michelle yeah, no Buteau. Did you see Michelle? Is that, am I saying yes. her last Buteau? She Buteau. appears she's, in everything. She's in everything. She's hysterical. She was the um, one for listeners. Yeah, she was the one guy. giving the tour at the beginning. Um, she just oh, pops up grizz- in everything. Yeah. She's like, oh, there was a grizzly murder at this house 12 years ago. Moving on. Um, she's great. She's in uh, Always Be My Maybe also with Ali Wong. And yeah, yeah I think a bunch of stuff, but... Um, yeah, I like that opening scene too, because it set this very real sweet tone where you like this couple. And I think that's something that doesn't always happen with movies where you're like, wait, do I like this couple together? And he, I did. Yeah. Uh, You know, nitpicking a little bit the next scene though, when they woke up at their apartment or wherever it was, I didn't Mm -hmm. like how it felt like they went backwards. It was like, they decided they were going to go home. Kristen was going to go home with her. And then they had this scene where, where, um, uh, Harper was like, oh, never mind. You don't have to come home. Like, that was just a joke or whatever. It was, it was like they went back. Gaslighting. That, yeah, it was like bugging me. I was like, Harper. <laughs> that was the start of Harper being an asshole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, laying the groundwork for what would come. Right. You know? And, yeah, I really I really liked their uh, their height difference, too. I thought that was cool. <laughs> you know? I remember the when I first what? kissed nobody's seen. I was like, wow. What? I, their height difference. I think I first saw Mackenzie Davis in the new Terminator movie. And I was like, okay, she's Jack. She's tall. And then next to Kristen Stewart, who was not a short woman, you know, by any means. Yeah, I was she, like, oh, Mackenzie wow, was huh. tall. I wish you were yeah. like a professional reviewer where you were like writing for the New York <laughs> Times. And you're like, I really loved Mackenzie Davis's height. <laughs> yes, exactly. The Chris, when they panned back, you could see Kristen Stewart on her toes kissing. I was like, I relate to this. I have to get on my toes Yeah, you're short. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my um, God. Oh, so let's talk about Allison Brie. And the guy, okay, Burl, he's a friend of mine. I shot something. He's done, Burl Mosley. He plays her husband, the okay. one who, I won't, I won't say too much and spoil, but, you well, know. Hopefully everyone I guess we can. Yeah, we can spoil it. We're already, yeah, we're, we we're recapping her. the movie. Yeah, fuck that. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah. So he, like, <laughs> gets the caught haters. in the closet. No, no. Fuck the haters. <laughs> um, I really, she was such an interesting character, too. I mean, she's perfect to play that, you know, I acerbic. Know. Yeah, she's a rich man's Anna Kendrick. I worry. I worry about. <laughs> I like. I much prefer Allison Brie over Anna Kendrick, but yeah. I also worry that uh, Allison Brie is always going to be playing the same roles. Yes. Did you watch Glow? Hundred percent. I did. I watched the first couple seasons, but I didn't see the last one. It was abruptly canceled, and I'm still so upset about it. Yeah, oh, it was, was a great show. I know. It was yeah. So great. Yeah. She is I'm really so fun. Pissed. She had more to do. You She's know, also great think, in Scream 4. Oh, I don't think I've seen that. I think yeah. she's really, she's good in, in Mad Men. Have you seen Mad Men? You know, I watched, you watch I, watched I watched season one and I loved it. And <laughs> I always, it was like one of those I like shows. Tangent. <laughs> I always said it was like the show I was going to go back and watch and binge. And it's still on my list to do so. I just haven't gotten to it. One day. It's so good. Yeah. yeah, it's great. You know, um, when I watched season one, there was like this contest. This is a tangent. There was this contest where like you could submit yourself a video of like a scene in the style of Mad Men. And I lived in Chicago with these four other guys. Um, and one of them was a filmmaker. You know, we were all kind of struggling actors, whatever. So we all yeah. submitted this Mad Men tape. And I remember like <laughs> I got the suit, the costume. I like slicked my hair back. I got the cigarette. And I remember just like practicing. I I never smoked cigarettes, but I remember like trying to smoke like on Mad Men and like doing this very serious scene, which is not me at all. Like here I was trying to play like a straight, what year era is that? 1950s or whatever the fuck year that is with a cigarette, like just acting these words that we wrote that we thought were like super Mad Men-y. And here I'm just like Mm -hmm. in our shitty little apartment, smoking a cig, (laughs) trying to do a scene from Mad Men, like an asshole. No wonder I didn't get that role. Yeah. You weren't misogynist enough. I know. You know. Did they have gay people in it? Unclear. Um. Yes. Yeah. There is actually a. People, yeah. yeah. Um. One of the guys. Oh, Sal, I think it's Sal. He he has a. He's gay, but he's also married. And so it follows this whole arc. You know. I'm gonna watch it one and, day. 
yeah, it's good. I'll I'll rewatch it and we can live tweet it because it's really good. Yeah. I'll redownload Twitter. Stre- I get so stressed when the episodes are long. Like, aren't they long episodes? Like, I I wish everything was twenty two minutes. Yeah, they are more like a movie. I always have to settle in and be like, I'm watching this movie. It's called Unsolved Mysteries. Here you go. <laughs> you know, those are so yeah. long. I yeah, like a good. Long. I like a good twenty four minute. We're we're rewatching Veep right now, and those episodes are like the perfect length of time. Um, okay, so back to the happiest show. season. What oh, else? Yeah. Uh, yes. the Victor Garber. We got to talk about Victor Garber. Who oh. He's a gay man, too. He didn't play a gay man in this movie, but he's out in real life. And he's um, I, one of my favorite actors. I love him. He's awesome. I will always remember and love him from First Wives Club. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, but he's he's so great. And I like... Uh, Wait, what was that I movie? Was, I, you and I recapped First Wives Club for my other podcast. And what was the movie? So he plays Goldie Hawn's ex in that movie. And wasn't there like a a movie where she was like a cop model or something. What was that? Oh, <laughs> Do you know yes. what I'm talking about? Goldie hot, Hawn's character. Hot Cop. Hot Cop. Yeah, was that hot it? Hot Cop. <laughs> I think it was Hot Cop. It was like oh, in the God. background of his scene in that movie. You just see all of like Goldie Hawn's character's movies. And I think boys. she also played like a sexy veterinarian or something. Maybe I'm making that up. But there were some crazy roles in Goldie Hawn character's IMDb page. Hot Cop. Oh, I need to go back and- We need to go figure that out. Yeah. Um, he's great. I also wasn't sure what office he was running for. Is he some sort of political figure? Oh, yeah, mayor? I thought, it, I thought it was mayor. Mayor or governor? Was it mayor? I thought okay. it was mayor. Maybe yeah, something like that. And has to have, you know, like the picture-perfect family, all about appearances, which I think everyone can kind of probably relate to that on some yeah. levels. Um, I love how everyone in the town goes to the same events for that whole week where it's like, we're going to this <laughs> event. And like they had the dinner party. And then the, I don't know, it was like, Everyone in the town comes to their house for the Christmas Eve for the white elephant exchange. I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Including my like childhood ex, you know, Aubrey Plaza, who I gaslit and got everyone to bully her, but she still shows up. I'm like, does she not have family on Christmas Eve? Like, I guess not. Somebody really, I know they sort of did at the end, but somebody I felt like needed more to put Harper in her place a little bit more than they did because it was like, everyone was letting Harper get away with murder. And I was like, Harper's an asshole. Somebody needs to just tell her exactly what's going on. And Mm -hmm. Aubrey Plaza would have been great for that. The sister. And they were so mean to Jane, the sister too, the others, the fun sister. I mean, they were all just so mean to her. Yeah, I know. And then at the end, she's the one who has this like, you know, publishes her crazy book. I know. She's so sweet. That's the thing. Like they did pay good attention to a lot of the side characters but i think dan levy's character especially was really funny and really supportive and he's almost like that that best friend you need to have when you're going through this kind of thing he was like an ideal guy and don't you feel like those are the best best roles like that's the role i want to play is just the one who gets to be funny like throughout the movie just one scene here and there just say something funny and then like leave (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then they show up yeah Exactly. And you're just like, hey, let's get out of here. Like, I've always wanted to jailbreak someone from something like this. Like, wouldn't that be fun? Wait, what do you mean? You know, like if someone's like, I'm stuck at this family gathering, get me out of here. And I'm like, okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Have you brought people home for the holidays? You know what? Or gone or vice versa. You've gone home. I brought... Um, a man home, but like before the 25th. So it's like a pre-Christmas. Um, but I don't think I've ever spent Christmas at someone else's house. It's always been, you know, family, relatives on yeah. my own. What yeah. about you? You know, I've never done it. Like I've always had Matt, uh, my mm-hmm. boyfriend come home. I love with you, Matt. me for the holidays. Um, mm-hmm. And it always is stressful. I feel like it's stressful for me just because I'm like worried about him and the family. Like you're worried about the dynamics of it. So, you know, kind of in retrospect, as I'm thinking about Harper, I get sort of her being an asshole a little bit because it does turn you into a monster trying to balance the family stuff with your life that you have now. Like I do, I do understand that. And I'm sure I've been an asshole at times when, when Matt's come home with me because it's a lot. And it, you know, you're asking somebody to kind of fit in the mold of like what your family does. And we always hate like when we go home, um, where we stay at my parents' house and it's just like, my mom is constantly like, what are you guys up to? What are you doing? How are you? You know, like she's, she hovers a lot and I love her to death, yes. but it's just like, she, she hovers and smothers mm-hmm. and yes. it's a lot for me. 
And especially because Matt and I live out of state in a different area where we don't see family as often. My family's together like 24 seven, they all work together. And like, it's a crazy Italian Ohio (laughs) thing. Um, But so then for us to go there for a week or two around the holidays, which we're not doing this year, but to be around that energy so much when we're used to kind of having a quiet life here where we don't have that energy, I feel like it's a lot for me. And then I feel like it must be just completely overwhelming for Matt. But, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Going home is so funny. I know I, I'm going to try to go up this year and see the fam in Seattle, but it is, my mom is the same. She just gets so excited, you know, so she'll wake me up at 6am and be like, hello, did you need to wake up for anything? And I'm like, no, yeah, <laughs> definitely not. You know? like, <laughs> she's just so excited. And I'm like, okay, you know, yeah, I yeah. Um, then I'll just knock on the door. She'll be like, Dan, I'm going to the store. Do you want anything from the store? I'm going to the store. What do you want to eat, Dan? And I'll be like, Mom, I'm not hungry. She's like, I'm going to make you something. What do you want? I'll get you yeah. some. I'll make you some eggs, some waffles, some chicken breasts. What do you want? I'll make it. I'll make your yes. my, my son's home for the holidays. I'm going to make him whatever he wants. And she just so cooks funny. it all. She's, yeah. And then she'll cook a, a feast every minute while we're there mm-hmm. and just force it down our throats. So oh, Italian. Man. So excited. I know. I'm gonna, it's going to be hard this year. We're getting not going home, and I feel like I'm going to be yeah. this holiday season. I'm going to be depressed, but everyone is. Whatever. Let's do something. Not going to complain. We'll do, Let's do something. Yeah. Well, Christmas Carol through the Grove. I know. I know. I, the Grove is for the listeners out there. It's this little outdoor <laughs> shopping area, and it's so cute during the holidays, but also a hectic mess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I sort of miss it. <laughs> I miss it. Yeah. Anyway, um, okay. Happiest season. Oh, yeah, any other you. any other oh. thoughts or what are what are we missing here? Oh, I I did love that they hooked up in the in the childhood room. I think that's also oh, yeah. a rite of passage. That that's a great. I I, I loved that scene because it was so real. Yeah, you know. And I also totally related to that childhood bedroom having like all the mom's boxes and shit and like that's in my parents' yes. houses too. Where it's just like my mom has like gift wrap set up and she's constant. That's another thing my mom does. Will just like come in the room and she'll be like, "I got my scissors in there or my wrapping paper." It's like, "Mom, get the fuck out!" <laughs> Dan, so I gotta get my paper. Yeah. What do you think about Harper's ex-boyfriend, the one who was like kind of oh, he was annoying me. around? Yeah, I was like, pick up the clues, you pick know? Up the clues. I know. And also he just wasn't attractive. <laughs> this is gonna sound mean and vain and whatever, but he wasn't attractive enough to me. Like I thought that role should have been like a much hotter guy. Like holiday, the Australian hot guy. Right. Just like, someone why not? Because yeah. to me it was like that character was supposed to be uh intimidatingly charming and handsome to Kristen Stewart's character. And I was like, Kristen Stewart's wouldn't be, Kristen Stewart's so much hotter than that guy. She wouldn't be worried about this yeah. guy, even though he's a different sex. I just felt like they needed someone who was like so magnetic and so hot, a panty mm-hmm. dropper. And they didn't have a panty dropper in that role. Like, what if it was like Channing Tatum? I think he's available. I don't know why oh they didn't God. ask. Like well, someone you know, like, fine. Right. I know. Cause it could have been like a quick, they could have made it just a quick cameo instead of like of having him in mm-hmm. more scenes. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you see that show on Netflix? It's new. It's called Dash and Lily. And it's like a, it's a Christmas rom-com mini series or show, or it's six episodes or eight episodes. So it's a TV show, but it's um, a TV show. It's a Christmas TV show, like a rom-com. What? I don't even know how else to explain it. It's called Dash and Lily, but. I, I it's put on the main page, Dash and Lily. Okay. It's produced by Nick Jonas and he has a little cameo in it. So that'd be the type of cameo we could get where it's just like Nick Jonas or Channing Tatum or Idris Elba or, you know, like someone random. Yeah, someone random but recognizable. Mm -hmm. Oh, gosh. Wouldn't that be amazing? Oh, Fred Savage directed it. Michael B. Jordan just posted this photo of himself Um, in sweatpants and that's all. The gray, the gray ones. I was gonna tag you, but I was like, I I tag you in too many (laughs) memes. We're objectifying our nation's heroes, and I'm like, this is. PSA, gray sweatpants for the fellas. That's hey, warm. anyone out right. there listening, if you ever want to tag me in a gray sweatpants photo, feel free. <laughs> feel free. No complaints on my end. Yes. Um. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm trying to think what else from this movie stood out. Um, oh, you know what? I want to mention the music. The music was great. Ooh, and there was yes. a lot of LGBTQ artists like Tegan and Sarah. I think where they played the song, I believe that was over the end credits. Um mm-hmm. And that was just a nice little detail. It was like good music. And I like that they used LGBTQ artists. Yeah. You know, there's a bunch and, of... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that. The house reminded me of the Home Alone house. That's all. It was nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a nice house. I would have liked the house to be like a little bit more Nancy Myersy. Do you know mm, what I mean? Like just a touch, but it was great. It was great. Yeah. Um, you know, I mentioned the diversity issue and I had... Tr- tweeted about this, but I was thinking about how embarrassing it is for Hallmark Channel. And you know I love the Hallmark movies. You know I love Mm -hmm. them. And this year, they're doing their first movie featuring a gay couple, okay? Where it's it's explicitly known that they're a gay couple. Mm -hmm. And it's one movie out of 40. They're doing 40 new ones between the two Hallmark channels. They have one movie with a gay couple in it. And that gay couple's not even the lead of the movie. There's three couples. So this movie that they're in, it's like about three couples. Even the poster, I haven't seen the movie yet, so forgive me, but the the poster you see, it's three different couples. And Mm -hmm. there's all these other networks. The Paramount Network has a gay rom-com Christmas movie coming. Lifetime has one with Fran Drescher that plays the mom. And Netflix has all these movies that we're talking about. Hulu has this movie, Happiest Season. And so it's just like, to me, so embarrassing for Hallmark to be so behind the times. And I love them. And I only Mm -hmm. criticize because I want them to do more and be a little bit better about it. And I'll continue criticizing. And I think it's a great step forward that they're having this one movie out of 40 featuring a gay character, two gay characters. But... Mm When you compare it to all of these other strides that these other networks are making, it's embarrassing considering that they produced 40. Hulu doesn't produce 40 new holiday original movies, but Mm -hmm. Hallmark Channel does. So the fact that they have one where it's not even the main characters, it's frustrating. So that's my rant, my weekly rant uh, about diversity, gay, gay talent on Hallmark Channel. Well, it's so true because even seeing like these stories are so there's it's similar across the board you know like seeing this queer couple go home for the holidays like it's it's very much just like these are two people who are in love and the family's high maintenance and she's not out to them and worried they're not going to accept her partner it's like i love that and they should make more because that's i think it just reflects the times it reflects who's watching it reflects who people are you know, right. so and and I look forward to the day when there's mm-hmm. one or multiple of these movies where the coming out isn't part of the storyline and it's just two gay co- a gay couple or a lesbian LGBTQ couple, and coming out isn't part of any of it. It's just um, that they're just naturally gay, 
naturally. I don't know if that makes sense. Exactly. And it's like the, the problems you would have like Christmas with the cranks, you know, like right. the same issues. You can't find the ham, but you just happen to be gay. <laughs> I, will right? not re- I will not rest until there's a bisexual woman chasing a Christmas ham the way that Jamie Lee Curtis did in Christmas with the cranks. Exactly. I That's when I'll know we have proper representation. When there's a transgender <laughs> yes. man chasing a ham in a grocery store. Yes. Um, and it's not about that person being transgender. They're just chasing the fucking ham. The time crunch that happens before the holidays when you can't find the <laughs> Christmas meat you're looking for, you know, Jenna, which that's <laughs> every single episode where we talk, I feel like it goes back to Christmas with the cranks somehow. I just was, I think I bring it up every single time. It's just one of those things that just kind of sticks with you and haunts you, <laughs> you know? We should just, we should just do another every year. We should just recap Christmas with the cranks. I'm down. Yeah. Just looking for new things. Because even we're living in a different world since we did it last year. I remember us talking about how when she goes to the grocery store, how incredibly close she got to all the grocery store workers. And even Um, then it stuck out. And I was like, she is whispering in this gentleman's ear in the produce aisle. And now that's like illegal. You can't get close. Right. I don't even know if we really properly talked about that scene where she's in the tanning salon and the priest, she's at the tanning salon in the mall and the priest just shows up and like, she's in her underwear. Like I, I know we did go over that, but I just feel like that deserves extra attention because like, what the fuck was that? The priest just shows up. Jamie Lee Curtis was doing the most. I mean, the only time I've seen that work was in the sweetest thing starring our Queens, Cameron Diaz, Applegate and Selma Blair when Stunt takes her dress with a cum stain on it to the laundromat oh, and then so the priest good. shows up. That's, so that's when I'm cool with it. But yeah, yeah. I, I love the C word thing. on the pod. I yeah, do too. Okay. That's like one of my favorite movies of all time. It's so good. You know, I, I interviewed Cameron Diaz and I wasn't able to like ask all the movie questions I would have liked because I had to keep it, you know, wine focused. And there were, there were two people I was interviewing. And it was, it was lovely and great, but it was like, I felt like I could have done 30 minutes on the sweetest thing. Um, and unfortunately, I can easily. Bet. Yeah, easily, easily. easily. I, mean, I mean, every one of her films, I could have done thirty minutes. Yeah, on. she's amazing. I need to get her wine. It's really good. What's it called? It's called Aveline. Okay, not can sponsored. You just order it, from- it sounds like they have it at Pavilions here in LA or Sprouts. Oh, okay. Oh, I'll go to Sprout. Yeah, and uh, people have told me because people have been messaging me like they picked it up. Uh, people said Target in certain markets has it. Um, oh, that's it's not fantastic. expensive too. It's like 22 bucks, but it tastes like, it tastes like a higher end $22 to me. Like I really mm. legitimately liked it. Um, More like a 30. Yeah. Okay. It was I challenging though. I was like, I want to keep asking, like, I would have loved to ask questions about the holiday and like more than I was able to get to. Um, mm-hmm. and I, the, the one question, I know this is not what this podcast is about, but the one question I wish I would have asked was in the holiday is Jude Law wearing lifts? Because I believe him to be wearing lifts because the first scene where they make out, the first time that they make out in the cottage, him and Cameron Diaz, he's taller than her. And I know he's shorter than her in real life, but they film it where it's like, he looks much taller. And I know that that's something they do for men, but I'm curious, like, what were the mechanics of it? Did did Nancy Myers, who directed that movie, make him wear the lifts? Did he request the lifts? Did he request to look taller than Cameron? Like, what was happening there? Because I think these what men was- are insecure, and I need to know the details. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, okay. Are you this looking up, did sure. he wear lifts? Of lifts. course I am. Okay. I got the iPad standing by. So it says, well, it says he's 5'10", but it says So Cameron he's probably 5'9". He, no one's exactly. the, the right height. Yeah. I've seen him in real life. I, I don't think he's 5'10". And it says Cameron Diaz is 5'9", but that can't be right. Isn't she taller? I bet you, I bet you oh, he's heels. shorter and maybe he's taller or, you know, I bet they're each yeah. an inch off the opposite way. Yeah. If that makes sense. He's That's gorgeous too, by the way. I don't, I, I mean, he's stunning yes. looking, nothing wrong with him. Um, but he definitely was wearing lifts because there's this shot where you see him kiss her and he looks so much taller than her. Like three inches. Yeah. I bet it was lifts or an apple box. Cause yeah, there's so many scenes in the cottage too. Um, I'll and try also, to do a deep dive. Yeah, do a high deep dive. And also, uh, and she did a movie with Tom Cruise called Night and Day, and he's like a real shorty. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm thinking like, how did they film that, you know? And how exhausting on- for an actress to have to always like be opposite a man who's like having to wear lifts. <laughs> mm-hmm. And back to what I loved about Harper and Kristen Stewart is that she was so much taller and they didn't try to give Kristen Stewart lifts. Right. They were like, just let it, you know. 
I hope they use this quote of yours um, in like the advertising on in commercials. Like Jenna, Jenna Brister of the Very Merry Iconic podcast says she loved Mackenzie Davis's height. <laughs> exactly. The height difference when they kiss. Kristen gets oh, up on man. her tippy toes. That's so great. Yeah, I think um, you're right. The final scene. Oh, yeah. So they do the white elephant. Back to back to happiest season. They do the white elephant, which I love. That's a game we always have done in my friend group growing up. Do you play that? Yeah, we play white it, elephant? but we call it um, something else. What do we call it? It's We call it like Christmas swap. Oh, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I, mean, um, I think it, some people call it Yankee swap from the office. Yes. I think they called it that or something. Yep. They do. Or nasty it. Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Nasty Christmas. <laughs> If you could steal. Um, but I think that was an yeah, that was a really interesting fight scene because I I guess this was their choice to not have her come, you know, own up to it in front of the family. But I think that was the place for me too that like really I got really choked up just looking yeah. at Kristen Stewart's face when it's like, This is your chance, mm-hmm. own your truth. And she couldn't, and I was like, That's that broke my heart. Yeah, yeah. Because didn't you think I thought in that scene that she would own the truth? Like I thought that's what they were leading us to believe, mm-hmm. and that she didn't. And yeah, it was mm-hmm. heartbreaking. And I even then I cried again at the gas. That whole like last ten minutes, I feel like I was very oh. emotional. Um, yes. That gas station scene when Daniel Levy is sort of like off in the distance, and I love an outdoor gas station scene. Like I love when something's shot, like in A Star Is Born with Lady Gaga when they're outside oh. of that. 7-Eleven-ish area. Like, mm-hmm. I love, like, that when that's the setting. Um, the neon lights. The yeah. neon lights of, like, a dirty, grimy 7-Eleven parking lot or gas station yes. parking lot. Beautiful. Uh, I tear- I was crying then. I thought it was so beautiful. That whole ending was just, was just great. It made me feel warm and fuzzy. And even though you, we nitpicked a little bit and there was a couple little spots that maybe I didn't love or were cheesy or whatever, by the end of it, I was like, this is the charmingest fucking movie ever. Loved it. It is. I wish it could have had a huge theatrical release. I, I think know. just seeing seeing movies in the theater is so magical. But I'm glad it's out here. Cleo Duvall is awesome, and yeah. I don't know. It's it was just a really. I just love any Christmas movie that just makes you yeah cry with happiness at the end. Home yeah. Alone included. You know? And I hope I hope that we get more LGBTQ movies. I hope these all do really well, and people watch them and embrace them the same way that we embrace the straight led ones, and we get mm-hmm. more of them. Because that's all yes. I've wanted for years, Jenna. That's all I've, I've always wanted. And hot um, guys to play the ex-boyfriends. Like, give us something right. tantalizing. I want a body can of volley. Yeah, I need someone hot. You and know, preferably to be like, a scene without a blouse, you know? Yes, that's very true. Yeah, there wasn't too much nudity in this. No, there wasn't. I, I would have liked down- to see like some a nice male ab. But I get it. You know, I get it. <laughs> Kristen totally. Stewart, though, I'm, I'm gay, but I was like seriously looking at her like, oh my God, she's so hot. Am I straight now? <laughs> she's, she's so hot. Something, she had like a magnetism, oh. this movie. Oh my God. A magnetism. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, she was, yeah, she's hot. Jenna, this was a delight as always. Yes, uh, it was. So fun to review. You're on social media at? Yes, on Insta at jenna.brister. And I'm at Danny Pellegrino. And listen, if, guys, if you like this podcast, go rate and review it on iTunes or um, wherever you listen to your podcast. We'd really love it if you liked it. And if you don't, we're sorry. We apologize. Yeah, and, and thank you for all your DMs about, you know, stuff, the Grinch dolls, like everything. Thank you so much for reaching out to us. It's really fun to read. You know, I love seeing all the comments and well, stuff. It's really fun. And um, and everyone's so nice and and I'm going to be sad when the holiday season is over, but you know, we'll try to do one or two next year or something. We'll figure it out. Definitely. Yeah. Well, um, I love you so much. I love this you guys. So I know. Check out my other podcast. It's called everything iconic and uh, we love you all so much for listening. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Love we'll be ya. back next week with something. We don't know. Yeah. It'll be something. Check the Instagram. Oh, the Instagram account is at a very merry iconic podcast. Code. So check out there. We'll give all the announcements. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas and happy, happy holidays. Wait, Jenna, <laughs> I, I tried to find that on vinyl, the NSYNC Christmas <gasps> album, because we just oh. put out our record player. I have all these holiday records, and they don't sell the NSYNC Christmas album on vinyl. They don't? I have the CD in my car. I, know. I have two well, of them. It's so and, good. But we need oh, the vinyl. I said okay. I don't have it in vinyl. I'll text Fatone. Oh, yeah, text I will right now. Okay, Jenna, yeah, okay. love you. Love you, bye. Okay, love you.
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.